Beers and Bars. Your place for rapid fire hip hop discussion and of course great beer. Alright, come on, get up. OT the Golden Child. Thank y'all for checking out our last episode, episode 272, right? 272. Uh, Killer Mike. Killer Mike. Young Thug. Young Thug. Uh, we talked about uh, Jim Jones and Pusha. Pusha T. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. doing a little some some right now. Yeah, it's still brewing. Yeah, but but look, this this is kind of special, man. We haven't actually been in a space um, and talked with you know whether it be brewery, bottle shop, whatever the case may be, since the pandemic, since, right? Yeah, since it started, right? I think the last space we were in um, was Old Irving in February of 2020. So we're here uh, with a yeah I know right it's been it's crazy. Been wild. Um, yeah man we're here with the great folks of Bitter Pops right. Hola. Yeah. Hello. Cheers. Salud, salud, salud. Cheers. Um, Welcome. Cheers. Cheers. Um, introduce yourselves. Go ahead, Nick. Um, Nick, I'm the director of marketing here at Bitter Pops. Uh, also one of the co-founders. I'm Megan Gill, Nick's wife, um, and I'm the GM HR. Um, HR boss. She's the boss. I do all of the operational things, <laughs> right. and then our, the third leg of the stool they always yep. say is Mike Jornt, yep. um, and he's on family vacation right yep. now, which is good. We finally got him out of the shop. It's hard for us to leave <laughs> right this yep. lovely space, so uh, we'll be representing uh, the BP crew today. Yep. Yep. Thank you for right having on. us, guys. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, before we get into what Bitter Pops is all about. Mm-hmm. What are we drinking here today? <laughs> Do you want to start with yeah. this? Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's do this. Okay, all right. Are we so, just oh, we're just going to dive in. All right. We got to do it. Um, okay, so so what is this? What is this? So uh, this would be Nick's favorite libation, okay. uh, Malort. Malort. And uh, you guys kind of let the jig up and let us know that you've been around Malort many a time. Yes, but you've never really. had the pleasure of trying it. So Shout you out, can uh, make... You couldn't make Nick more happy yeah, than to, to uh, pop the cherry of the Malort experience. Um, it's Nick's favorite yeah. beverage, like I said, yeah. and um, it's all about shy town and camaraderie, especially yeah. in the industry, a little homage to the city. So, What is it? What uh, is so it? it's a spirit made of wormwood um, and has many different descriptions yeah. that you will find for many people. Um, it's more like a... Rotten grapefruit without throwing under the bus, <laughs> okay. or hairspray, or formaldehyde, or you know, wow. delicious juice. That's um, not what I get. I get some lovely bitter notes. <laughs> okay, um, you know the the burning that burning. just continues to build. Yeah, which is it grows. Excellent. It really grows. On <laughs> it's not like one of those that just cuts quick and it's over. It just lingers and hangs out with you and yeah. keeps the enjoyment lasting. Well, I throw up on camera. Right. Maybe. Maybe, Maybe in your mouth. Right. this at all. So the, that's <laughs> the thing is um, the Malort face is a real thing. Yeah, um, true. And on their social media, it. you'll see a bunch of people showing their Malort face, which is their friends hazing them, gotcha. video recording them while they take their first shot. So let's do we it. We got you guys right here. Hey, it's I been around. Face. It's um, been around for a long time. Um, it was being distilled in Florida for a hot minute. Now it's back Troy in the city being brewed with uh, distilled with Chicago distilling. So it's really exciting to have this uh lovely thing back in our hometown all right to get it started guys thanks for having us cheers that's not bad it's a journey it's a journey it's not good but it's not i mean look at things siu we we used to shot everclear we've shot yes but at the same time that's pretty bad. Oh, I think Abbey Clear might be worse. 
Yeah, and it can kill you. Shout like out to Poison. <laughs> Wait, did yeah. you say SIU? Yes. I want you're a Saluki. Yes. Me too, man. Oh, All right, hold on. That. He's a Saluki as well. Yeah. Are you really? Yeah. <laughs> See you. Oh, to be here. Yeah. Meant to be. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Yeah. All right, so. There's a lingering aftertaste. Yes, there. of course, the yep. bitterness. Um, mm -hmm. But not as bad, right? We kind of built it up. What do you think? I don't think it's as yeah, bad it as because okay, I've never had it and I've heard stories and whatnot. It's not as bad as people make it seem. Well, back maybe in the, for me. Yeah. Well, back in the day, um, they had some inconsistencies with how the product was made. So you would it would be kind of a thing if you had a good bottle of Malort mm -hmm. or a bad bottle. We call it good okay. batch or bad yeah, batch. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, really? Exactly. <laughs> But now uh, CH Distilling is is uh, brewing it up, so they're they're a lot more consistent with their That's models, great. and and they're they're making a, a delicious product, I think. But yeah. um, I really enjoy it. So this has been sitting in the rails of bars for yeah. many many years yeah. in Chicago. And uh, mm -hmm. there was this bar that's no longer with us. We love Patty Long's on Diversity. Mm -hmm. And uh, a bartender, Sam, worked there. And he would always pull this dusty bottle off the rail and give people shots of it instead of the usual Jameson. And he started making videos. And people were doing this Malort face videos. And then um, he got a seasoned assist because the female owner, the living descendant of the brand, was like, you're hurting my brand. And he was actually bringing it back and making it popular again wow. and uh, filed a lawsuit. And he made an entire presentation to the owner of the company. It was like, instead of suing me, let me help you. Let me help you bring this brand back. We can make it into something. Like, there's so much potential here. People already love it. It's got a story. And it's about our city. And she ended up hiring him on the company. And uh, they helped grow the brand to what it is today and really revitalize it. Wow. So it's like a true success story coming yeah, from nothing in the city. And yeah, a lot of people don't know good. that story. But um, it's a it's a good homage to yeah. Chicago. You heard sure. it here first. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> um, maybe not first. But. Yeah. <laughs> well, who's counting? One of the what well, we have how we you know came to be here. We were here in February for Black Beer History, right? Um, mm -hmm. And I think all the beers that we have are from uh, some of the black brewers within the city, right? Yeah, so for sure. For sure. I am having uh, reclaiming my time. This is from Jay Westbrook. This is the 2023 Freedomish saison. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, with hibiscus and peach, yes. 1.8%. I believe you guys are having the the Moore's uh, uh, Pilsner. Pear Pilsner. It's so good. It's so good. Summer mm -hmm. summer beers. These are summer beers. This is what we're, everybody's drinking right now um, and crushing on, on our patio, our beautiful patio. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's also an excellent beer. Low ABV. Yeah. Uh, Sketchbook did an incredible job with that. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, yeah. Sam Ross as well. Okay. Um, but yeah, and then this one from Moore's, uh, we were so happy when we got this beer. Yeah. It was just like right when it was starting to get really hot here in Chicago because we had that like false, you know, spring, spring. And then we actually got into the like the 90s, the 80s. The we 90s. did skip a season. Yeah, yeah we did. But that's, that's yeah, normal for us. It's yeah. normal for us. So, you never know. Uh, but it was great. This landed at the perfect time. We still have both of these on, on tap. So. They very, really very did a good job with this. Um, when you bite into that pear, that like crunch, crisp, yeah. but it's like a creaminess mm -hmm. that comes with it, they've yeah. captured that in this beer. I was going to try to get something different so I wasn't copying him, which yeah. usually happens when I you go out to eat. <laughs> I'm like, no, I have to get my own thing, and then he's such a good picker. When I tried, I was like, oh, man, it's nice. just so really good. hitting the spot. Yeah, You all obviously know a lot about beer. You have an affinity to beer. Yeah. Um, why, I guess, why start a brewery? 
but why, what makes you different from the other breweries that are out there? Right. So, um, we are, we're primarily a bottle shop, gotcha. um, but, um, we do brew or we contract brew our own beer, which is courage longer. Mm-hmm. Um, but besides that, for me personally, um, you know, this was Mike's brainchild, mm-hmm. our other partner. Um, mm-hmm. and what really pulled me into the industry was a couple of things. The creativity that was happening really pulled me in. Um, I'm a fine artist, graphic designer by trade. So I saw people um, trying to advance an industry and that really attracted me and trying to do new things, putting peach in a beer, you know, putting hibiscus in a beer, um, barrel aging beers. um, And that was just so much creativity was happening, even in the bottle shop side of things. Um, They wanted to pull away from the, the like dirty kind of like liquor store vibe when you went in and kind of felt like, oh, I'm going to get a brown paper bag uh, to go get some beers. Like it's an elevated experience when you come into a bottle shop. Mm -hmm. Um, Respecting the brands was also another thing that really stood out for me um, when we were doing a lot of research on what we wanted to accomplish here at Bitter Pops. Um, But ultimately it was the camaraderie. Like, um, family. we went on, uh, some road trips to, uh, Minnesota. Uh, we went to Columbus, Ohio. We went to Indianapolis, just stuff around Grand us Rapids. in the mid- Grand Rapids, stuff around us in the Midwest. And what we saw is just on the day that we were there, uh, the brewery that was from the town over helping the brewery that we were mm. at, you know, and, and yeah. with no shame and like, let's elevate this industry together. Mm-hmm. Um, and during that time, it was super exciting and great to see. It was also a time for you too, that you speak of, of when the labels really became another way of expression yeah. with art, yeah. which made it really fun. So Nick's Definitely. background is graphic design, like you said, and Mike's was um, retail um, and brand strength. And so he saw that there's just a lot of ways that this industry has mm-hmm. been doing it for a long time that we're kind of broken mm-hmm. and we could do it better. You know, the opposite of the corner liquor store is the snobby, you know, shop where, you know, they, if you're not spending the $90 on a bottle of fancy wine, you're not, you know, you're not doing the right thing. And so it was like finding that middle ground where it's a place for anyone and anyone. And yes. we appreciate the novice just as much as the expert. It's mm. about Finding something that speaks to you. What's calling on like, what are you having for dinner? Are you sitting on the patio or are you cooking a meal and helping curate the selection so that it's fun? Because right. that's what it's all about. It's not buying things and hiding them in the basement underneath a, a mm. you know, trap door. It's drinking them tonight with friends and hanging out and having those experiences and recognizing that that beer or burger or coffee or sandwich is just a vessel that yeah. brings people together. The name. Where did that? Mm. Better yeah. Pops? Yeah. <laughs> Um, so 2012, 2013, um, a cousin of mine put Mike and I in, um, contact together. Um, he was looking to start a brand. Um, he wasn't sure exactly what he was wanting to do. Something pub, pub related with a bottle shop Uh attached to it. Um, and at the time I was working downtown for a company called Kaleidoscope Group. Um, it's a diversity and inclusion consulting firm. Um, and I was doing in-house graphic design and art for them. Um, and we were kind of, there was a group of us that were younger that were trying to like branch off and create, um, a separate business called Young Minds, uh, which was more focused on marketing, um, to a diverse and inclusive, uh, base. Um, 
And when my cousin uh, reached out to me and Mike reached out to me, I was like, oh, this is going to be a perfect client to start to bring into this company. Mm -hmm. um, so we started to, uh, to chat. He came in and he's like, yeah, this is my idea. Bitter pop something completely different than, you know, we're used to. But we wanted to get our feet wet with this company. So um, we brought him in as a client, um, started working with him. Uh, and we asked the very same question, like, why Bitter Pops? Um, and his response to me was, um, whenever he was working with his team um, at his old company, he'd say, let's go get a pop. Um, and that's a Midwest thing, like totally. pop, you know? Right. Um, and then he started saying it to him, let's go get a bitter pop, which meant like, you know, let's go get some beer because beer is like bitter. That. You know, I was hoping it was a long so, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, you know, he was like, this is, this is something that stuck with him and he was kind of just using it, you know, and we were using it as like a placeholder name, you yeah. know, to maybe we came up with something better or whatever, but it also opened up a lot of avenues that it didn't need to be beer. It could be coffee. It mm -hmm. could be, you know, um, any, any other substance, you know, so that fits in this vessel. Okay. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of where okay. the foundation of that name came right from. On, right on, yeah. right on. Yeah. That's dope, actually. That's, yeah. I wasn't expecting He was that. resistant to it. He's like, oh, I don't know if we yeah, should call it that. And, and we kept like going to, you know, we were looking for a place, a neighborhood to be in. And we would go to different chambers and mm -hmm. do like presentations and say, yeah. you know, this is Bitter Pops. You know, this is what we're thinking about doing. And, and we really didn't get any like negative feedback on the name of like, what, mm -hmm. what is that? Like, why are you calling yourself that? Well, so, it sounds cool. And I think when you hear it, it makes you ask what? Like, what is it? Yeah. It's intriguing. Yeah. You, know, you want to know what. It, what, it, what is it? it and the thing is, it changes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it always changing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, pops is like, you know, it's popping. Yeah. Yeah. It's poppin'. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But um, so this is the location we're in right now. Yes. Um, you all were in a different location before this location, right? Yeah. We, uh, we started Bitter Pops um, just over seven years ago, two doors down. And, uh, the heart of West Lakeview, and um, this was as this neighborhood was starting to really develop, and right kind of on the cusp of the craft beer movement. Mm -hmm. um, I've been in the industry for a long time, and um, Nick was telling me about this client that he had, and you gotta meet him, you gotta meet him, and I've just always had a passion for craft beer. Growing up, my older brother um, had this bar, Hotel Charlotte, RIP. Um, that would get you on the wall of foam if you drank a thousand beers, and it was like this little passport experience, and. Whenever I visit him in Charlotte, we would go to Hotel Charlotte and we drink all these obscure beers. And so I just always loved how it really comes from all over the world and there's so mm -hmm. much history behind it. And so um, we opened um, next door. Um, it was this quaint shop um, that was more retail focused with this tiny little tasting room in the back. And mm -hmm. it was just the three of us. And the goal was like really highlighting craft beer and then connecting the community to it and with the brewers. So like mm -hmm. bridging the gap and telling those stories. And so slowly but surely, we kept evolving. Our guests would come in and say, you know, it'd be really great if I could get a bottle of bourbon while I was here. And we're like, oh, okay, I guess we got to learn about bourbon. And then we started expanding the categories. And before you knew it, um, we had cold brew coffee on tap. We were selling local um, coffee brands, kombucha, cider, pretty much everything. And then wine. And wine kind of became my baby because that was totally out of my comfort zone. I was a beer girl in a wine world and mm. there was just so many things to explore with that. And wine's come a long way too with the fun labels and, mm. and telling the stories and a lot of younger people getting into these older yeah. heritage brands. So um, we were there for five years and uh, we kind of outgrew the space. Um, yeah. 
and an opportunity came um, in this corner spot. You know, when you grow up, you see that corner lot with the two-car garage in the corner. You're like, oh, I'm going to own the corner house one day. And um, thanks to the support of the community and just our ability to pivot and grow and respond to the community needs, we were able to take over the space right when the pandemic right. happened. Yeah. How did the pandemic treat you all? How did you all kind yeah. of navigate? Yeah, it was, uh, it was tough um, for everybody, obviously. Um, it was crazy to get that news. We were just finishing up a pop-up with Alarmist at the time. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was Were like, you here? You were uh, no, no, we were, we were in still in the old space. space. Okay. Mm -hmm. We were in the old space. And we were talking about moving here. Um, and to the point where we're like, okay, we're about to... Um, we're in we had, we had to make lease. exactly. Yeah. We had to make the decision whether to come here or not. And the three of us got together, and we were all pretty down with everything that was going on. And we're like, we just don't think we don't know. There's so much uncertainty. uncertainty. And then, um, you know, I think we all went home and went to bed that night, and we woke up the next morning just kind of feeling off about making the decision to not do it. Mm -hmm. um, and. You know, Mike was the first one that spoke up, and he's like, "Why not? We got it. Let's do it." Uh -huh. And we were all, we, both of us, were completely aligned with him. Mm. Um, we were just like, you know, whenever there's this devastation or something, or not devastation, but something mm. big and impactful is happening, there's always an opportunity, mm. you know, and you got to find it and you got to take advantage of it. And we had it right in front of us, and so. We were like, yes, let's do it. And we were 100% behind him. Um, but then the hard work happened, you know? Um, you know, the shop shut down and yeah. right. we didn't have an online presence or anything. So you made the move and then the pen. So, okay. No, no, no. We were still there. Yeah, we were still um, there. Um, we were primarily we were just signing, in we were just signing, Yeah, we were just signing the paperwork to, to get this location wow. secured. Oh, that's even scarier. Um, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> exactly. Because exactly. we shut our business down, right? Yeah. Because yeah. the world closed and we yeah. were like, okay, we're going to start figuring this out. Yeah. And Nick made us realize that we have to have an online presence and yeah. that's what's needed for this. And so we completely shut our business down, closed for one week. And Nick miraculously created an online platform website, did all the things to get us completely online so that, you know, it's an essential product for a reason. You know, we drink, yeah, we, were we drink spirits workers. when we're sad, we drink it when we're, we're happy. Front we, line, but we were essential. Yeah. So it, we yes. realize the importance of still being able for people to find some solace at home, you know, with having these beers, even though right. they couldn't go to place, so you can right. enjoy it at home. And so tremendous support from our community. Whew, yeah. yeah. Tremendous so support. Um, the first day that we put our, um, our website active online, uh, we had a tremendous amount of community support. Mm -hmm. um, man, we do learn everything the hard, hard way. Yeah. That's the only so, way we learn anything. Um, so uh, it was on me that you know we were working with a uh, processor that didn't want to sell alcohol online at that time. So everything that we sold that first day was refunded refunded mm. or didn't get processed and so mm. i love having my beautiful wife next to me because she saved my ass um we did get a new processor like a, a day later um and she was able to call up the guests and I called say, every hey, single person you know we made this wow. you know this mistake happened. happened and we she was able to get like 90 
5%. All but one. The, all but one well, older 99%. man. 99.9. You know, it just showed that the people that were, were supporting us, um, you know, we we would write handwritten letters. Yeah. It gave us the opportunity to partner with a local courier service, Cut Cats, yeah. that are zero emissions mm. bike couriers. So we were working with another local small yeah. business, mm. and it was a way for us still to connect. Handwritten notes. Hey, happy first birthday to so-and-so's kid. Or just and thank you. How are you doing? Or thank you for the support. Them. And yeah. we thrived off of that for, you know, the whole pandemic. Meanwhile, you know, we were very fortunate. We were able to come to work every day. We did our build out through the pandemic. Yeah. So while people were processing going through this hard times in their own ways, we were looking towards the future. We were coming to work and seeing the progress in here and trying to build something that we knew could be the light at the end of the tunnel when we got to the other side. It was just hoping we could get to the other side. Right, and right, so right. we were working around the clock. We were trying to keep the business going, maintained all of our staff, hired a couple more people. Yeah. We were pretty much functioning as like an Amazon fulfillment center. Exactly. But locally, mm-hmm. right? Like we were still yeah. having those connections and getting emails. And yeah. this was before Troy. Uh, he would write us like funny poems and Troy. skits and songs to us to like <laughs> brighten up our days. That was our like, oh, she's the best. Uh, but it was just finding that way to still connect, and people wanted us to be here when it was said and done. And then we were able to open our doors here, um, and it was just a magical time, um, but also some of the hardest times, you yeah. know, for us too, you know, for many reasons. We still suffered the pandemic, lost loved ones yeah. And, yeah. and friends, and a lot of people moved away. And so it's all been about change, but I feel like that is really what separates us from everyone else. Something about us, we, we love adversity, we love challenges, but more or less, we're always willing to pivot. So yeah. we're never like set That's in stone so and cement. We will be like, okay, we're all on board. We're three-legged stool for a reason. We always outvote each other one way or another. And even when we're like, okay, this is the way we're rolling, we're all on board, the next morning we can wake up and be like, you know what? That's not right. Let's try this. And so we're constantly moving the cheese, as you will. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if you've read that book. Nick loves it. It's an inspirational book. But um, And so if it doesn't work, then you change it. A lot of these big companies, you know, spend all this money and figure out that, you know, this is what we're going to do and invest in it. And they're stuck going that way, whether it works or not. And pivoting has really been our secret weapon. We're constantly changing things and adapting and, and trying to grow and become better and better and better no matter what yeah. the world puts at us. So. Yeah. yeah. And for me, two, two main things stood out for the pandemic that Megan mentioned was one, we were able to keep all of our staff. Yeah. Uh, we didn't have to furlough anyone. Uh, we were blessed with the community, and that's the second one. We were blessed with the community that we have to to be able to support the people that we had on staff through the p- pandemic. So mm-hmm. um, those two things really stood out. Yeah. Um, it's always good to uh, not only, you know, talk about the different places that we've been, about the beer and all that, but I like talking to business owners. Yeah. And not just the... Uh, You know, the pandemic is one thing. That's one aspect Mm -hmm. of the whole thing. But uh, the idea of of owning a business um, and having to pivot and getting creative with um, how you how you move forward, how um, within the the pivoting, um, how did you all maintain the uh, the Bitter Pops brand so that you didn't have to, you know, change everything that you did. Were people coming up to the 
to the uh, not at the first. shop just to, not at to first. get beer? Or, yeah, they yeah. were, like, we did the delivery service for a while, then we transitioned over to okay. where you could pick up at curbside the door, pickup, so curbside yeah. pickup, and yeah. then we launched over here, we were able to open the doors, and so it was like a call to action to get people to come out, but I mean... The first year, people were really only sitting outside. We had all of our um, seating space apart, and it was just retail for a little bit. And um, it, you know, the world works in strange ways. It really allowed us to like soft launch each different department. Mm -hmm. So those changes that we made in the old space, we've created several businesses under one roof. So we have a full production coffee bar. We open at 7 a.m. during the week. We have amazing coffee bar service. Um, we have a retail that's our pride and true um, that's always rotating with fun selection. But right now, the big emerging category is non-alcoholic. So that's a huge component for us. Yeah. Wine. We sell a lot of wine. That's my baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and then all the other categories, you know, craft beer, obviously, um, kombucha, cider, um, seltzers, as you know, are a huge category because everyone was getting fat at home <laughs> drinking beer. So now they're drinking the seltzers. You have to mix that up a little bit, yeah. a little locale option. But so then that was the retail part of it. Um, still keeping it that local feel, you know, when our guests come in, it's, we know their dog's name, we know their kid's name. Oh, okay. What do you, what did you think about that last beer trying? Okay. Let's try this. It's really about trying something new and getting people out of their comfort zone. They're promiscuous here. And then we have our private room space that we have here that we run out and do a lot of events, which is exciting to host people, special events. And then the tap room, you know, that's really turned into a much larger production because we have really fun cocktails. Um, and then the heart of that is our kitchen. We have an amazing chef, yes. an amazing crew, yes. um, and the food that they're Impossible kicking out meat. is Impossible so fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And then when this is done. I'm gonna go eat. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then we just um, added a pastry chef, and she's really having fun. You know, that's something out of our comfort zone too. And yeah. she's just so inspired and does an amazing thing. Francie, you're the best. Um, and so we're just kicking out new things and trying new things. And we have all these different areas of the shop. That's the glue that kind of holds it all together. And, um, you know, it changes week to week. We do different regional burgers that we highlight. Um, secret, secret coming. We're going to start doing regional sandwiches next month. Yeah. But it's just, um, people want new. People want new news. People want something to look forward to, something fun. Yeah. I think we learned that too from our old space. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every time we had a rotating draft list, mm-hmm. and it was important to keep it rotating so that we always had new things on. And it's like, how can we bring that sort of energy to other places in the shop? Yeah. You know, retail. There's always going to be seasonal specials that come in, and all of that. And then with coffee, now we're doing new coffee drinks um, with our burger, doing our regional burger specials, and then you know, like you said, um, the sandwiches to come. Um, but always keeping things interesting, keeping them, uh, keep the vibe and the energy up mm-hmm. um, and listening to our community. Uh, the big reason why we opened four businesses under one roof was because our community was like, I love drinking at our old spot. They were like, I love drinking in yeah. this tap room. I want to be here, but mm-hmm. I've got to go eat. <laughs> you know, yeah. I can't they just sit here and drink. Yeah. So, um, so it's just listening to them and, you know, what they had to say. So. And staying true to ourselves. You know, we repurposed all the materials. We literally stripped the walls and took all the barnwood over from the old space. We tried to keep it so that it's new and fresh, but still felt like you were in the old shop. And that was a lot of design work. We had an amazing architect, too, that we worked with that really got it. But whenever we make any decision here, we always talk about our why. So our what is we sell things. It doesn't matter if it's beer or coffee or wine or a burger. That's what we do. How is through this beautiful space or online. Any place does that. 7-Eleven has a what 
and a how. Um, what, what separates is our why. And it's bringing people together to laugh, share, and engage. Meanwhile, they're drinking a beer and stuff. It's just a vessel to bring people together. Like I said, and um, we always make that the prime focus mm-hmm. of what we're doing. So with our marketing, you know, if it doesn't have a why behind it, it doesn't work because that's a what. Um, with our design or how we approach anything, we always try to have a philanthropic thing behind it and really not make it about us. Like mm-hmm. we're really coming into a new phase for us having our own private label beer, or wine, um, and our food. Um, our main goal all these years have been to tell your stories, mm-hmm. hear about you. We don't yeah. really like, we're not good at talking about us. Nice. We're yeah, really yeah. good at talking about other people because you make it easy. You know, mm-hmm. every label is blood, sweat, and tears. Every story, every name of every beer, the ingredients, like mm-hmm. everyone's thought and woke up and slept on it and deliberated over and put all this love into it. And those are the stories we want to tell. And whatever month we're celebrating or whatever time of year it is, it's just that calendar of dates that keeps us talking about what's the next best thing that people got to know about it. Right. July that's 1st, it. you're here today. So that's a, that's amazing. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah. And, and what's great, because I remember the first time when we were here in February and I kind of approached Nick about being right. on the show, he was like, because uh, <laughs> we really kind of, we want to tell other people's stories. Right. Like, yeah. We're not really trying to, yeah. you know, so that we appreciate that. Yeah. Okay. Um, with that being said, what projects uh, do you all have or events do you all have coming up? Yeah. Um, so we got a packed calendar like we usually do. Um, with the summer months, we understand that everyone wants to be out doing things outside, concerts. Yeah. NASCAR races, <laughs> baseball, right, baseball right. games, whatever, whatever is going on in the city, just going to the beach. Um, so we try to keep it simple. Um, in July, um, we, we're doing, uh, so it's Christmas in July for us. It starts mm-hmm. today. Mm-hmm. So we're selling our advent calendar box, which is a great mix of 24 beers from uh, breweries in Chicago. And um, so that started for sale today. Um, and then on the 5th, we're going to start doing our advent calendar passport um, and we did um, we did one in December, and that was 24 beers. This one will just be 12, but you get um, a really nice discount on beers when you come in if you purchase one of the one of the uh, Christmas in July passports, uh, and you get stamps. Uh, once you complete your first six stamps, we give you a frisbee. Once you complete your your second six uh, beers, then you get a um, a really nice advent calendar glass. Uh, that you can drink with your box or pour your beers in for your box. Um, so we've got that going on in July. Megan's got a wonderful wine market at the mm-hmm. end of the at the end of July, doing some summer wines and things like that. Um, in August, August is our customer appreciation month, so we're trying to give tickets to all sorts of events. Uh, we're doing Tuesday tappings and ticket giveaways mm-hmm. uh, every Tuesday uh, in August. So if you guys want to come in we'll do a collaboration to give away some tickets on some events going on in august or september would love to work yeah. with you guys um and then uh september september i'm really excited about so we've got a pop-up with cruz blanca coming up um and they're going to be doing um you know a bunch of their latin inspired beers which is really exciting being being a latino myself mm-hmm. um and we're gonna get to celebrate hispanic heritage month nice. uh, so that'll be going on i believe it's the 12th through the 19th or something like yep. that thanks troy uh but yeah the 12th through the 19th um hispanic heritage month kicks off on september 15th so we'll be doing some reggaeton in here having some latin vibes micheladas um 
a we lot of great stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Come by, right. come by for that. And well, then, we of need course, an excuse to come every week. And then, of right. course, celebrating Oktoberfest, which yeah. is you know a big part of the the beer community. Okay. Right yeah. on, right on. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good spot to let everybody know where they can. Well, give us the address. Let everybody know where sure. you guys are located and all that kind of good stuff. So three three five seven North Lincoln Avenue. We were right on the cusp of South Park Corridor and Roscoe Village. Um, so West Lakeview. Um, we're open seven days a week. And it's BP all day. You can come in and get your coffee in the morning. You could do some emails, work, yep. slide into a sandwich for lunch, eat your burger for dinner, and slip into some cocktails and some craft beers. Uh, we have live music here sometimes. Like yep. We kind of do all the things. There's uh, there's something to draw you in here every day of the week, all day long. So uh, check there's us out. some place that people can know what the event schedule is. Yeah. yeah. Um, best place to, there's two really good places to see what's going on here. Um, you can go to our Instagram, which is mm-hmm. at Bitter Pops, um, and also check out our, our website, uh, bitterpops.com. Um, and then I also wanted to give a couple shout outs. Um, you know, yeah. we started working with um, the black beer community. Um, you know, we've been working with them for a while, but uh, Liz Garibe from the uh, Museum, she, mm-hmm. she really put us on. She's been a huge supporter ever since, you know, 2016 when we were in our mm-hmm. old spot. And as these black brewers and breweries started coming on the scene, she started uh, really including us because she knew that we were storytellers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's been mm-hmm. a pleasure to work with, you know, Jay Westbrook, Sam Ross, um, uh, Funky Town, Moore's. Uh, 18th Street, Black Beer Horizon, Haymarket, Sketchbook. Um, you know, that's where there's a ton of exciting energy right now in the mm-hmm. beer industry. Yeah, um, and my Latino uh, breweries coming up too, Casa Humilde out at the brew yards. Make sure you guys check them out. We're doing a burger and beer with them uh, later this month as well. Um, but and don't forget yeah. the ladies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, ladies for in sure. the industry. For sure, Eris. Sure. Really check out Eris. Right. Um, Metropolitan. Yeah, yeah, Metropolitan. Right. Tracy from Metropolitan yeah. is the beer The girls queen. at Beguile. Yep. Yep. Dovetail. Yep. Yep. They're doing their finest uh, loggers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so good. Yeah. yeah. But this industry, you know, you guys have probably heard it a million times that the beer is just as diverse as the people that drink it here. Absolutely. And so it's really exciting to sit down with you guys and talk yeah. and, and yeah. have some time together. So yeah, man. thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Beers and bars. You guys are empty. Get that Malort bottle over here. You can't tell us on an empty glass. More Malort.